I'm, I, I've always been such a picky eater. I think, yeah, you, I think you have. I don't think you've changed. And funny enough, I mean, no, I've, I eat more now than I did. And I think if I continued eating what I was eating, I just would have never changed. So welcome to the Labwell Podcast. I'm Shannon Beecham. And I'm Greg Beecham. And today we will be talking about veganism. It's one of the top three things people ask about our lives or have questions about in our lives. Or know about us. Yeah. I think even if they didn't know a lot about us, they would say something about either us gardening, being vegan, or homeschooling. Mm -hmm. So it will be fun to dive a little deeper enjoy these intro episodes yeah this was all the intro and then we can get a little deeper into some other things about us that maybe people don't know as much about exactly yeah so just clearing the air knocking these out these three topics subjects and getting right into it yeah so we we are vegans we are the vegans <laughs> I was gonna sing it, but I don't know if that's allowed. I know I thought about that. Okay, I'm for real now. I'm okay. So we've been vegan for a while. Yes. Let's start there, I guess. Yes, we've been vegan for yeah, wow, 2007, I think for me. Mm-hmm. 2000. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's kind of hard to keep track. I don't mm-hmm. even want to say eight for myself because did I graduate by then? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I was vegetarian then. Mm-hmm. Um, that was since sophomore year of college. Mm-hmm. And then, or no, no, junior year, because mm-hmm. I was staying off campus. Okay. And then, yeah, and then after I graduated, I became vegan after your, sometime after you did. Okay. And so I guess we already started our first thing. What is this? It's all these terms, all these definitions. Yeah. Vegetarian and vegan and pescatarian. I had, I had an old school guy tell me that there never used to be a vegan. It was just you were a vegetarian or you weren't. Mm-hmm. And um that's some money got involved there. I think so. Marketing and stuff like that. People like their mm-hmm. labels and boxes and things. So vegan. Yeah. What is that? Go ahead. You gotta you gotta answer, answer my own question. Oh, okay. What would it's I say a, a vegan is? I'm just kidding. <laughs> a vegan is someone that does not consume animals in any way in their whole form or pieces of it or extracts of the animal. They don't do that. And there's different levels of it even. There's people that won't wear animal clothing, products in their house. They don't want them made out of animals that's uh, what i'm going for it goes beyond the things that you're putting in your body it's also like the products and i'm enticed by that not only do i love the idea of no longer purchasing like leather items or using suspect cleaning products anything around the house and and things that have involved animal testing yeah but also i mean Because that falls so much, too, into the environmentalism part of it. And, like, you know, you end up thrifting and reusing clothes or getting things secondhand once you become a little more aware of what you're buying. I'm just intrigued by all of that. Mm -hmm. I think that's, mm, that's me. Yeah. I used to be like that. Did you know? Yeah, I did. 
Mm-hmm. But then when we had kids, I mean, yeah, I wasn't gonna be telling people no, don't, don't give us this, clothes man. and shoes for three growing children. I mean, I was gonna take yeah. what people wanted to give, but I do look forward to getting back to that. Yeah, I mean, we don't buy it though. No, not really. I mean, leather. I feel like that's on the tennis shoes or something, right? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I believe, but yeah. So yeah, there's and so there's different reasons or levels to it. So beyond the clothing or consuming things, there's the whole compassion argument. There's reasons that people go vegan. Some people see it as a health thing. Some people see it as a uh, spiritual thing. Some people it's more of an environmental thing. I know for me that's how it started. Environment. In the environment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As I was watching documentaries it wasn't any of the modern ones i think the one i watched was earthlings and it it showed the impact of animal agriculture on our environment and how it does more damage than all these cars on the road that they say mm-hmm. and that goes to everything from the big cattle farms big cows all the cows beef and everything to you know scraping the oceans scraping the ocean floors and killing the plants in the ocean for fish and overfishing the fish in the oceans and in disturbing ecosystems and balancing there it's a big huge huge impact on our environment and that's kind of what got me there i feel like and i'm kind of jumping all over the place sorry but i feel like I remember you bringing that Earthlings, like the DVD or maybe it was a website or something, but I remember you bringing it over to my house when I lived in by myself senior year. Mm -hmm. And I also remember being shocked when you told me you wanted to be vegan. Mm -hmm. Um, And now I'm like, how was I shocked? I remember I should have seen it coming. Bringing that over to the house. You should (laughs) have seen. No, I mean, I guess, no, a lot of my friends were shocked. A lot of my friends were shocked by me being vegan because it wasn't something that's in my house, that's in my family, anywhere, anywhere close to it. My family's from the South. And to this day, they're finally giving some, I don't know, compassion, some understanding Mm -hmm. to the fact it's a consideration when they when we have family functions. What are the vegans going to eat? And basically, you guys feed yourselves. Yeah. So we got some aunts and uncles that are a little more involved in it because Mm -hmm. they see some of the health benefits. But, I mean, in high school, before I left my house, you know, my friends would come over. It was just rack of ribs. (laughs) (laughs) Popeye's chicken boxes, just, just all types of stuff. And so, yeah, no, they were very much shocked. Like, wait, what? Why? How? Yeah. I think it's taken all this time since 2007 for them to truly accept it. No, really. I feel like I still hear people kind of refer to it as a diet, as if though we're going to stop. But for the most part, I feel like it really took people this long to kind of get, okay, they're not they're not just trying this out. It helps that it's become more mainstream, mm-hmm. um, or that or you more, even hear, you hear it. about it yeah. now. Yeah, you hear about it now. You see more brands, not even just in in the grocery store, but even fast food brands are embracing plant based lifestyles and they're giving offerings. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, I feel like it was definitely more health, but I was more concerned with external health than not so much putting in my body. Although I did 
like I said, make the change to vegetarian, which now means you don't eat animal, but you still eat egg and milk. None, I don't know. Is, I think you still have to call yourself like lacto ovo or okay. vegetarian. No, or I do know this. I still, yeah. I still, because they're still old. Like I said, they're still older people that consider themselves vegetarian. Right. That and will not just, eat that stuff. They yeah. just don't know the name vegan like that. Right. Is, okay. So. Well, I started out not eating meat, but still consuming dairy and eggs. And then I was very much concerned with what I was putting on my skin and in my hair and learning to make my own products. You know, I love a DIY. So that was kind of how I stepped into it, I feel like. And then eventually I did start to look at what I was putting inside my body as well. But it definitely started with on the surface. I was trying to look healthy and look good and and feel good. But not knowing quite yet that, you know, you don't just do that from the outside. Yeah. No, I mean, I would say you influenced me on that side of things. My career in the spas and health and beauty and working for some corporate spas, they carried their products and I would just look at the labels and I was like, huh. Yeah, it's, it's like it was wild and finding out what they were doing with things and uh, what they were making. And it's just it was kind of wild. Yeah. I didn't try to sell it to anybody that I liked. But, right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then I think, too, once I became pregnant, it was just kind of further emphasized because there was this whole list of things that you could no longer eat or that you couldn't put on your body, like face wash and things that they didn't want you to use because of certain chemicals in it. And I was like, what? Why is this normal to use when you're not pregnant or to consume? Mm hmm. Um, so just moments like that always come up to kind of remind me of way back when. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hope you're still tuned in. Yeah. If you, <laughs> if, I know a lot of times people hear vegan and people run for the hills thinking, yeah. uh, it, it's got a bad connotation, almost like everybody that is a vegan or something is trying to convert you or guilt you into. And there are those people. Life. There are definitely those people. I mean, and that's in like every group there's always some fanatics there's always somebody doing too much <laughs> <laughs> there definitely are but this is really kind of for everybody if you are considering it or if you just have family members or friends that are considering it or that have been that way and you would like them to even come over for you know anything anything yeah because there's generally food involved right and so that is a big aspect of the vegan journey yeah. community uh, yeah. We share in community and communities share food. It's a communal thing to eat together and share in that so that you can have understanding. I want more people to have understanding so that more people can still feel included in things and, you know, you know, not breaking down. There's there's such a period of isolation for me. When, yeah, for uh, us. Yeah. I when, feel like. Do people have to have to go through that now? Um, I think it's a little different. I think that I think people still will. It's because even though it's more in the public eye, there's still people that were never raised that way and they'll see it as you're just being in a picky eater or, yeah. eater or you know, you're ungrateful for things that mm. you have and there's people in other places that don't have a choice to be this way. People will say this is kind of a first world thing that we can be able to do this. Yeah, so I do I do still feel like there's some Yeah, I know, get that standoffishness. Mm, I was originally thinking like 
being able to go out to eat with your friends. Mm. Not really that easy for us back then, especially like the only thing that would be vegan is a salad and it would be a nasty salad. And now like there are so many more places where people can go and everyone can kind of get something. And so that was the thing. Even then I knew just look at world foods, just just go to Mediterranean Mm -hmm. dishes, you know, chill on the feta, chill on some of the yogurt, Mm -hmm. even some of the Indian dishes, make sure it was made with no cream. Asian restaurants, things of that mm-hmm. nature. I feel like, I don't know, if Mexican food. Uh, because usually pork. I mean, definitely. I mean, the only still place I know of, of is out by Ocean City. I mean, yeah. Well, I feel like even with that. So in your journey, you're going to find that you're going to be places where the menus might be limited in terms of the choices of things to eat. One thing that I used to do was be able to look at the menu and look at the whole menu and see you've got food for this, food for that, food for this, food for that. And you can take this the taco and say, hey, I want your tacos. I don't want any of the cheese. I don't want any meat. Can you load it with some beans? And, you know, I see you got mushrooms for this. You know, give me some onions, get some things, yeah. get some other yeah. things in there. Sometimes you have to piece things together sometimes. And that's why people don't like vegans. Yeah. It can be awkward at first because you feel like you're, you are being a picky eater, Yeah. but you get used to it. You kind of know what you want to order or what you can. And it's really cool when you run into waiters. I remember one experience when I had gone out with a group of friends and this place was not vegan or vegan friendly. I'm not even sure how I ended up there. I'm usually pretty good about checking out a menu ahead of time and deciding if I'm going to go or not. Mm-hmm. But I explained to the waitress, I was like, well, I'm vegan and I'm not really sure. And she was like, oh, my boyfriend's vegan. He's the cook. <laughs> and so she just let him know. And he made me an amazing meal. I still remember nice. those potatoes to this day. Nice. Oh, it was so good. That's funny. You said potatoes. That's usually the only thing. They have oh, on yeah. The menu. <laughs> but it was for breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, okay. So. Being uh, aware of people being vegan, I don't want to compare it to an allergy, but, you know, you make allowances for that, making sure that there's no dairy in something who for someone who might be lactose intolerant. So it's just like having that same consideration Mm -hmm. for your vegan friends. But you'll also find that not everyone is going to do that for you and that, you know, they might be someone that you don't hang out with as much, but you also will gain, you know, new people. Yeah, You'll find more communities as you find the restaurants and you go, you hang out in those places. Your community will grow and your older community, they'll start to understand. They'll come around. And veganism can also be seen as a wellness solution if you are, you know, you have some health goals. Mm -hmm. And I find that, oh, it's such a resistance. But if you are really looking to make some changes for the better, blood pressure, weight loss, even emotional things like anger Mm -hmm. and grief to let go of eating animal products or animals can really benefit you. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you will eat that way forever. Mm -hmm. But also, if you do, it's not the worst thing. Right. It's. (laughs) It's not. It's actually pretty funny. Like I said before, I got into it for environmental reasons, but being ousted by a large part of my community, just like just teased, you know, just people, black people in the South and in the band, it was just they got jokes. And so, you know, 
going back and forth with them that was like a daily sport it's, and it's funny but it's, it's funny not now. funny when they're it, eating and you're hungry yeah you're it, it's funny now i mean and yeah it was it was a little bit rough doing going on trips and everything with the band and not being able to eat anywhere because the buses the tour buses only stopped at the gas stations or the malls mm-hmm. and you only had so much allocation all the, it was it was a lot of things but that period of time really uh I mean, actually, there's a lot of pieces to this. Choosing the vegan diet is not for the faint of heart. If you're going to stick to it, it takes a lot of discipline because you're going to come up against a lot of obstacles. One of them is finding yourself hungry initially. You know, you'll you'll find yourself wondering what to eat. But another obstacle is the people in your community. Sometimes they won't understand. Sometimes they won't want to understand. And yes. sometimes they don't want you to to make those changes. And so I was faced with a lot of that in that space, but it helped me to be strong, be disciplined and and start living my life with kind of full intention. Yeah. Now, one other thing, but they also made me go and do the research because there was a big period of time when there was the uh, where are you going to get this from? Where are you going to get your protein from? Where are you going to get this and where are you going to get that from? And I had to go do the research and I had to go. I had to be able to articulate myself so they could understand. And so when they came to me sideways, I shut them down because I didn't have time for that. I was a college student. I had to get class. I didn't have time to sit around <laughs> talking to these knuckleheads about all this <laughs> of stuff. And so, uh, so I learned about the health benefits thanks to the community that was teasing me. So it yeah. is a process. And, and just because it gets tough, don't, you know, don't shy away from it. But yeah, it, you're going to see yourself. If you're making the change, if you're making that shift, you're going to see a lot of things. Uh, yeah, a lot of um, positive changes in your health. I was going to say for me, I mean, yeah, family does make some jokes. But what I will never forget is when I was working with my dad and it was a lot of military, ex-military guys. And they're like wolfing down their food, <laughs> not even tasting it. And then like. Oh, just so many jokes about what I was eating, what the smells were. But I mean, that was easy to detach from because they were co-workers. It's not like that was family, but they gave me grief every day about that. Yeah. But I find, too, that a lot of the people that are in our families, like, and you mentioned it a little bit earlier, that are making changes, it is because they see health benefits. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Even even a lot of those people that criticized me and talked a lot of talked a lot about trash. They they've reached out. Some of them have reached out to ask for help in how to go vegan or what can I do to be more plant based? And I got to do this. I got to do that. My doctor says I need to eat this and I need to eat that. And so they've come back around kind of full circle. It's kind of funny. Yeah. But I think I'm not going to say it's annoying, aggravating or anything. It depends on the person. But it does depend on the person that does come <laughs> back asking. And it's like, it is funny because I will send them my cash app. Nah. I'll, send, I'll send them the Google or my cash app. You know, it kind of it just depends on where we are in our life when yeah. we decide to do things. But uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah some, 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 for some people, that time has passed for me. Yes. I, got a lot going on raising a vegan family is a full-time thing yeah so i guess maybe some assumptions that people have about veganism and i feel like we talked about these before but 
veganism being expensive or health foods in general. I think anytime someone wants to make a change, it's like, oh, that's going to be expensive. But you do hear that Mm -hmm. about being vegan as well. Mm -hmm. And I say it's false. It's absolutely false. But it's also true. Yeah. It can (laughs) be very expensive if you're buying all the meat substitutions and all these things. Mm -hmm. It can be very expensive. Or still eating out. I mean, if you're able, like in an area like we are in, you could easily be eating out and not have to cook for yourself and still have vegan food. And that's Mm -hmm. expensive, too. Yeah, that can be very expensive. But it can also be very affordable. Mm -hmm. Lots of affordable produce and lots of options for farmers markets where you can get a lot more uh, produce, a lot more bang for your buck. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Right on. (laughs) Yeah, you're talking about my old old saying. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, and ethically sourcing your food, that's a big part of it, the environmental piece. But going to those farmers markets, supporting local farmers and whatnot, you'll find that you'll be doing that as you get more intentional about how you're looking for food. Where just starting on the plant-based journey, you're going to find yourself reading labels and wondering what's this, what's that, what's in it. And as you get more, it's like, I want to avoid this, I want to avoid that. And you say, I want to get closer to farm to table type of situation. And you'll be surprised that you might have quite a bit of that stuff going on in your community or in a community very close to you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the other thing too, you'll hear people saying was like eating whole foods or having like a whole foods diet. And although you would could still be eating meat in that diet, that's still that's an important part of even a plant-based diet is to be eating food as as it is and not processed or in a box with added mm-hmm. stuff preservatives Ugh. sugar uh, oftentimes the good things are taken out so that the preservatives so that the the good things don't go bad right so that so bacteria doesn't eat the good parts of the food that you want mm-hmm. but your body you want that you want all that nutrition so yes eating food as unprocessed as possible eating a wide variety of foods they say you know eat the rainbow eat various colors of foods and all of that can still be fun Mm -hmm. and hopefully is i mean we don't live in a perfect world i'm certainly not having fun every meal that i've made but i think children do that for the most part (laughs) (laughs) for the most part I enjoy i enjoy playing around with different foods you can still have comfort foods and You know, it really depends on what your goal is and what's one of the reasons that you changed. You might not be worried about health at all. And so, you know, you want to continue eating your comfort foods. And that's the thing. I don't want to support the animal agriculture, the the butchers or Mm -hmm. the slaughterhouses and animal abuse and all that kind of stuff. Animals raised in captivity. Yeah. Yeah. So and I mean, that's that's your fine goal yeah and so you can do it that way if you are in the process of reversing um, some type of health condition i mean sacrifices have to be made and it it might not be plant-based is the sacrifice but something will have to change because you can't continue doing the same thing if you're trying to reverse you know any illnesses going on and while you're saying that i always like to say to people that are relatively healthy aren't dealing with anything try a fast every Mm -hmm. now and then try cutting some things off every now and then try a very specific diet schedule or regimen every now and then so if the time comes when somebody says hey you need to cut this out you need to stop doing this you need to do that you have practice Mm -hmm. doing it 
before it's, you know, the 11th hour. Yeah. Or you can even imagine yourself going without something for a while and still being okay. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, there's a lot of emotional attachment to food and thinking about the, the culture around your food, your family and recipes that are being passed down. But, you know, we are allowed to modify those things to make them better for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, speaking of childhood, what kind of foods were you eating as a kid mm-hmm. is the first part. And then were you able to veganize them? Do you have things you try to eat now still? Or what's different? Like, just how how have we changed? Hmm. Did you? Oh, um, I, yeah. You go asking the questions that you're not going to answer. No, okay. I'll, I'll start if you need me to. No, okay. I'm immediately thinking spaghetti. Oh yeah. My mom would make it with ground beef, mm-hmm. and I used to leave the ground beef in the bowl. Mm-hmm. I just I didn't like it, and so then she started making it without. But then I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, I mean, and that's one of the easiest things that you can kind of veganize. That's my children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and that's also for them. Okay. Um, but you can also, I mean, it's just so much you can play with in that, even with the noodles, you know, mm-hmm. and making better options mm-hmm. with that or adding salad or things like that. But that was a favorite as a kid, and it's still a favorite now. Mm-hmm. Tacos Yeah. have always been a favorite. We didn't do tacos a lot when I was a kid in the house, but I love tacos. I do love tacos. I will say that. And I was thinking about that when we were talking about what makes things difficult being a vegan and preparing food for the kids and how they specifically said that they don't like tacos yes. anymore. And, that and seems, we love them. That's That was offensive. It was I like know blasphemy. it was. It, it, it was a little hurtful, <laughs> but I'm going to keep making them. So. Yeah, we, We're going like to figure this salad. out. They, they like taco salad. Yeah. I and I mean, there's just, there's so many possibilities. Lentils, black beans, chickpeas. Mushrooms. Mushrooms, uh, jackfruit. I don't think we've done that in a long, long, a long time. I'm not even sure if we've ever done tacos, if that's what I'm thinking about. No, those I don't were remember sandwiches. what we did. Oh, okay. We did like the pulled jackfruit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Barbecue, yeah. So, so yeah, no. Um, they, I love sandwiches. I love oh, sandwiches yeah. a lot. Um, you know, peanut butter jelly is. Oh my goodness, that is, is taking it back. It is. It's so real, but you know, it's like, hey, I need nutrition, so you know, you add it's some bananas on that thing. <laughs> you so you you don't have any jelly, you know, you throw some fresh blueberries, just throw it on there, so and that peanut butter just wraps it all up, keeps it nice and neat and packed. I love a sandwich. I love a good sandwich. You're lighting up. You we talk about uh, <laughs> like a, a cheesesteak or something. I like to you know fry up some mushrooms, peppers, and onions, and you know throw them on a sandwich. I throw them on a bun. Get you some good sauce on top of it. Yep. Sauce is everything. I'm yep. learning. Yep. I'm not as crazy about sandwiches. Toasting the bread. But yes, but Greg has taught me the ways. Yeah. It is. (laughs) It is an art. It's a religion. An art and a science. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) yeah, Those are those are the things, I guess. Growing up, we did have a lot of home cooked meals. That was something that we that we had in our household until my parents separated and Mm. Uh, and I think even we we had home prepared meals uh, <laughs> when we were staying with my dad. But 
I think it was a lot of microwave stuff, packs of hot dogs and, mm-hmm. you know, boxed potatoes. Yeah. Things of those nature, uh, that nature. I think going back to that, cooking all of our meals, cooking a lot of meals. I think being a vegan definitely taught me how to cook a lot more. I had to learn how to prepare my food. Yeah. I think starting it while I, when I did where I was in a place that wasn't very vegan friendly mm-hmm. really helped me to understand my way around the kitchen. Yeah. I mean, honestly, even though we weren't, we hadn't made any changes our sophomore year of college. So I'm thinking about when we used to cook for each other, but we used to like make meals even then in yeah. college. We'd have a balanced plate, a balanced meal. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that's something that's just kind of always been there for us. I definitely got home cooked meals and I feel like once I left, my mom was like, okay, cool. I'm done with all that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we kind of always have been like that. Part of it is like trust for me. I'm supposed to just, you know, rely on someone to make my food that is getting paid minimum wage, probably not being respected. And I want my food to be like, you know, they got all this spiteful, vengeful energy about them. They just got they just cussed out their manager. You just never know. Yeah. And they were here preparing your food and they just putting that energy in your food. (laughs) It's just all kinds of things or even mistakes that can be made with adding milk or something When I used to get coffee at a very famous coffee place and I love the memes that show like stalker people and it'll say something like how you look at the baristas went to make sure that they're not putting dairy milk in your coffee. But Mm -hmm. like, I don't want to have to be like that all the time. I just want to be able to enjoy my food and know that, you know, it's good for me. Yeah. So, I mean, that makes it easier for me to not go out to eat. I'm going to go somewhere and if they mess up, I'm going to. Act, oh, I'm on no. stage in medical emergency. Oh gosh! In the middle of <laughs> the middle of the lobby, Harassing. fall out, fall Harassing out. these people. That'll be a moment they'll never forget. It won't. Then I'll get up and I'll say end scene, and then walk out. Sounds like you could be working for uh, another very popular vegan organization. Oh my goodness! I worked for them for a week. <laughs> it was so stupid. I was so mad. I was like, "Is this where we're gonna spend our time?" I couldn't. I couldn't be bothered. We drove around town with and had posters and standing outside of stores. Like the the organization just had money just to be protesting, and it was just like, "What does this actually do?" And yeah, yeah that didn't that didn't work for me. That's, so yeah, these organizations. Yeah, I mean, and then you know the other issues that go on with that. I remember doing some of these potlucks with like these vegan groups that were online or like we'd meet up at restaurants terrible no you meet up a rest at a restaurant i would not dare do a potluck with somebody no i did i did both (laughs) and but either way it was uncomfortable because it felt like literally the only reason that we were together in this room was because we shared this this vegan aspect but then it was like still you could feel prejudice and right. racism and like the fact that in here somebody would like give their lives up for this cow before they even looked your way yeah and i had to kind of let that life go too it just it wasn't worth it it I was too fake yeah i wasn't going to do it that it was a job. I was in, I was on idealist.com or, or oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I want to change the world. 
And I, I think I got it. a job through that site yeah, too. I had a couple of jobs through that. That is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna change the world. Yeah. And I went to work with these people, and I'm like, no, I don't want to work with these people. Like, yep. I learned that about nonprofits too. Yeah. Thought that that would be like a better option than corporate America, more earth friendly, more tolerant, and yeah. And so the message you should get from that, even regarding veganism, is it's got to be your walk. It's got to be your journey. You got to know why you're doing it and for what reasons or whatever, because you can fall in a hole in it. There's so many different branches and levels and different types of people and different communities of it. So, yeah, you, you decide why you're doing it for yourself and that'll help you have staying power. That'll you know help it mean something to you while you're doing it. If you're just doing it to say, I want to lose some weight, I don't. I mean, you you might. It, but it depends on how, you know, diets, how serious it is. Diets are usually not the best, even if it's vegan. If you're treating it as a diet, as a way to just get this goal, and then you either. But what you're not doing is you're not you're learning a, a new lifestyle. Though. Yeah, you're not yeah. learning a new way of living. You're just dropping weight. You're forcing yourself to shed weight by suffering in a way for yourself if i don't know it's different personality types so i can't i can't judge and say it wouldn't work for everybody but i don't imagine if the only reason you want to do it is to lose weight there's people that do eat meat and all that kind of stuff and they have very athletic figures and everything it's just a different type of work i i don't know i feel like that's all i had to say well, I think we we got off on a tangent, but you were talking about childhood things, and I think I wanted to know what were some of your favorite vegan foods. Oh, well, now? Yeah. Because I was saying for childhood and now, like spaghetti, tacos, that didn't change. Uh-huh. You know, I've never liked white sauces. Mm-hmm. That hasn't changed. I don't want mayonnaise, vegan or otherwise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I th- I've always been such a picky eater. I think, yeah, you, I think you have. I don't think you've changed. And funny enough, I mean, no, I've, I eat more now than I did. And I think if I continued eating what I was eating, I just would have never changed. I, there would have been no reason for me to really try other foods. Uh, so that, I mean, jackfruit, that's mm-hmm. very extreme for me (laughs) (laughs) Uh, certain mushrooms i mean you really be pushing me to the limit sometimes i love mushrooms so i would say i don't know that there weren't as a kid the things i would say i didn't eat were bananas and tomatoes right (laughs) i hated bananas and tomatoes but now look at me we got all these random tomatoes growing in our garden all these uh, bananas, bananas. Now. I know I'll buy two. I'll things. buy two things of them. And they'll be gone in a day or two. Yeah, I'm now. I'm like, what? I can talk about what I've added. I think, but I don't think I can talk much about how, what's changed. I didn't like broccoli. I still don't like broccoli. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't like broccoli either. But you like it now. You I love, love it. it. Yeah, that's funny. I wasn't a very picky eater, but there were there were those things. I didn't like broccoli. I probably wouldn't have eaten eggplant. That's a new one for me, too, and I love it. Yeah, I love eggplant. My mother didn't like beets, so we didn't really mm. eat beets in our house. But I do like a nice roasted beet, um, I do like roasted beets. root vegetable medley. Uh, I like them raw. I do like them raw, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I like. I just like beets all around. I would say the differences, things that I might have added, 
mushrooms have become like a staple of my diet. Yes. Definitely. I love I love mushrooms. I feel like I can do anything with mushrooms. In all forms, you love mushrooms, even mm-hmm. in teas, mm-hmm. in certain teas. Yeah. Yeah. We love them. I just chew mushrooms up. Yeah. Don't be going outside just chewing them now. Oh, I know which ones I'm going to go outside and find. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because I can really imagine you. Going out, going out there, yeah. Like, Figuring it out. Just, you know, don't forget what we've learned. Try a little bit first. Mm-hmm. No, nah, it's not about trying. I, this the age of information. I know what I'm looking for. I'm trying oh, to tell I, you. I feel, I guess I just second guess myself. Even if I've researched it, I'm like, let me just start small just in case. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it is definitely a good practice to do that. You don't want to. You never know the potency of something you might find out there. But I was a little, I was allowed to be a little picky. So that's part of it. But I used to fall asleep at the dinner table. I wasn't allowed to be that picky. My grandparents, they weren't into that pickiness. And they made me eat everything. And so like squash and zucchini, that's pretty much was like the only thing I would tolerate when I first was eating vegetables and relying more on them than meat to eat because I was forced to eat it. Even though I don't love them, I'm, I was used to it. I could eat that. It's kind of cool. Now I think about it. I know my grandmother made squash and zucchini, and I think I can remember not wanting to eat it, but then after tasting it, it was really good. Yeah. And then talking to her recently, you know, we did it, talk about our gardening mm-hmm. episode, but it was all the stuff from her garden, and it just tasted that much better. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Butternut squash was something. Pumpkin. I was oh, yeah. not eating any of that stuff. We didn't eat stuff. any of that stuff. I mean, we definitely added a lot, <laughs> added a lot of things. And our parents look at it like, "What are you doing?" I with know. That? Every time I mention lentils <laughs> to my granny, you can just feel the eye roll. <laughs> it's like you always talking about lentils. Yeah. No, good bean. Love a good bean. Still love chili. And that's part of the love of gardening is to be able to just grab our food. Bring it into the house and eat it. And like you said, with your grandmother, the food tastes better. Yeah. And I, but what I really want to get into, I might have already mentioned this, is like canning. Mm-hmm. And just because now I've been looking at information on canning and how, you know, canned foods aren't really as great as they used to be. And just want to try making that on my own. Yeah, no, that's cool. I know one year I was gardening. I had a lot of peppers and cucumbers and just so much stuff. So I pickled some things. Oh, nice. And that was fun. Mm-hmm. That was a fun experience. I do remember that. Yeah. I wish the peppers were hotter then, but uh, I think this year is going to be it. And we have a um, praying mantis oh, in yeah. the garden now. So, yeah, the compassion side of me. Mm-hmm. I see animals and I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and I realized that the entire world is not going to stop eating meat, at right. least not voluntarily. Right. Oh, I know, right. <laughs> but I, I do think that we could still take steps towards being more compassionate, more grateful, more respectful of, you know, what it is we're going to be putting in our bodies. It's life, still something know? that was, yeah, living. Yeah. I'm not going to say people aren't very intentional or anything, but blessing your food and, mm-hmm. and really taking that in consideration while you're doing that. And and I know it's that whole organic free range club is what it is, but 
if you can find your own farmer's market or find some place where you don't have to go to whole check and can mm-hmm. you can get you can source your food kind of more sustainably. I'm really passionate about the environmental aspect of it. I definitely don't knock people for eating animal products or anything. It, it's it's just a thing, but it's the environmental impact is what kind of concerns me mm-hmm. because even though there's places like, oh, I want to have more fresh, fresh killed meat, fresh butchered meat, you'll have places in, in major metropolitan cities where they have what they call wet markets and it is not, there's no code or, or a lot of these places operate under code and, or they're not passing the code. And so they have like blood and feces and all this kind of stuff running off across the sidewalk into the street and pooling all the kind of street. And it's, and you walk across it, foot traffic goes across it, tracks it onto the train, tracks Thank it you. all types yes. of places. I'm envisioning it's, it. It's just... <laughs> It's just things that I think about. So in my mind, it's that's yeah. just where it is. It's I don't like, think I've said much about the environmentalism piece, but that, I mean, I guess a little bit because it went hand in hand with doing things myself and starting to make my own products. And, and I started learning about that aspect of it. But yeah, that's definitely been, that's always underlying. That's always important. I mean, and, and that's something too that you can do in a more holistic way. I mean, it's not just about animals, mm-hmm. um, you know, composting. The, and- I mean, people are affected by this, especially, I mean, you talk about food shortages and, and yeah. hunger running around the world when we grow so much grain mm-hmm. here to feed cattle and not people, you know, and cattle and animal agriculture is subsidized when, you know, fruit and vegetables, if they were subsidized, they'd be much more affordable. Right. It's It's hard to guilt people or it's hard to say you well you should really be eating this when uh, there's so many other issues that happen and that's right. prevent people from being able to eat this that or the third and so yeah you won't find any judgmental vegans over here no we just wish the society would be a little different and and i see change happening you know with veganism being or being plant-based having more of an outreach more of it's in the public a little bit more now People are making demands, and that's how things change. Yeah. So, yeah. And you don't have to be a perfect vegan either. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, I, mean, uh, I think that's something that there's having, no, I mean, having a community can be both a pro and a con. You have that support, but you also have that judgment, and it's um, you won't get that here. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, not at all, because, I mean, we, we eat it all. We'll go from periods of time where we're doing really well. Lots of salads, mm-hmm. lots of greens. We try to make sure we always have green on our plate. But we like our desserts, too. Mm. I especially do. Yeah, you do. Yeah. I'm not just, I'm just not a big sweet person. Yeah. Not in that way, at least. Mm-hmm. Even with candy, I'm, that's, that's an emotional thing, which is something I've learned about myself as well in this process and how I will emotionally eat and emotional eating means finding things that are not good for me intentionally because I don't feel good. Mm-hmm. So right now the idea of candy is repulsive to me. Mm-hmm. But if I was not in a feeling in a balanced state, then I'd probably be eating a lot of airheads or something. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah, eating is there's so much to eating. 
it's such a, a spiritual thing, a, uh, energetic thing. You know, our bodies are processing and assimilating this food into our bodies. So whatever energy you put into your food or that is put into your food and that you're bringing in, you can you can carry some of that. And sometimes it, you might not be so conscious of how it's being assimilated or how uh, it's being used once it's been processed. But having some intention in your food really helps, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. it was well said. And <laughs> you're gonna keep leading me, just now. <laughs> and if you are interested in changing your lifestyle, or even just wanting to learn more and how you can make small changes into your diet or into your life, we do offer group coaching for plant-based living. And uh, just check the website and or subscribe to the email so that you know when those sessions will get started. Yeah, that's cool. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns about veganism, lifestyle, any healthy lifestyle, things of that nature, uh, gardening, or anything we talk about in our podcast at all, feel free to reach out Instagram, Facebook, yeah. and at Labwell. Thank you. Thank Bye. You.